0: Welcome to the Sparkle Shamelessly with Lainey Love podcast. I'm your transformational host, Lainey Love Dolby, and I'm on a mission to free human spirits to sparkle shamelessly and step into their authentic power, including you, beloved listener. On this podcast, we're gathering fireside from around the globe for monthly interviews, storytelling, spiritual teachings, and sacred practices with style, sass, and the sacred. Come on over to lainylovedalby.com for more spiritual and leadership development resources. And now, on to the show! Hello, beloveds! We are so thrilled to be back here with you again today. I want to invite you to take a moment to visualize that we're gathering in our virtual sacred circle now from across the globe for an intimate fireside chat with my sister, Tatiana Della Piani, who I recently appeared in a music video with for International Solar Day, which was a super fun. And I just want to invite you to breathe in all of our beloved circling around, maybe even close your eyes, if that feels good to you right now, as we nestle up next to the fire. And just allow yourself to fully arrive here now, into this sacred container from wherever you're tuning in to join us. So just take a deep breath. Ah, letting out any sounds or anything that needs to go on the exhale. One more, ah. and one more deep, deep breath, really feel it into your whole being in every cell. Ah. Hmm, thank you. I am so deeply honored and grateful to have Tatiana beaming into the Soul Sparkle Sanctuary with us today. She's a sex and relationship expert, a Tantra teacher, a healer, and an artist born and raised in New York City. Like most masterful energy healers, she's been a student of energy and sensual healing for her entire life, studying modalities from around the world. She incorporates the ancient wisdom of Tantra and sacred sexuality and indigenous practices adapted for the modern world. She's passionate about sharing her personal experiences, her lessons, and wisdom to empower other women. And she does this through one-on-one mentorships, group trainings, online coaching, intensives, workshops, all throughout New York City. And she's also been featured on tons of awesome magazines and platforms. So welcome, sister. Thank you so much for being here today
1: hi yes yes i i'm so honored and so grateful to be here and to share space with you Mm -hmm. and and the ladies that are gonna (laughs) are gonna be like communing with and i I, the topic is just like amazing and i'm already feeling all these you know tingly sensations all over my body so i am so excited this is like perfect this is Mm -hmm. so 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 perfect (laughs) i'm so happy (laughs) I'm like so happy to be here and excited to like you know go in and get deep yeah well you
0: know, it's so fitting because I wanted to take a minute to really talk about why we gathered today and the essence of this podcast and the work that we're doing here and Sparkling Shamelessly is about being lit up and turned on and blazing true. It's about having that feeling all throughout your body, which I have now too, of Ooh, feeling that <laughs> thing. And you know, an essential aspect of this is moving towards what makes us come alive. And this is our pillar this moon for the sacred art of sparkling shamelessly that we're really deepening into in our sister hive learning and practice community Uh with the theme of ecstatic devotion, which has been really huge and moving for me right now. So it's really this idea of what brings your soul to the edge of rapture, what delights you endlessly and gets your life force energies really pulsing through you, because it's truly time for us to allow our souls to throb with aliveness. It's time to enhance our creative capacities and our sexual energies and our connection with our body in this sacred revolution and the knowledge of the ancient wisdom ways that we weave in here and the ability to show up for your sacred work in the world and to live into your full revolutionary potential. And that's really a part of why our theme is ecstatic devotion this month, because we're embodied human beings Mm -hmm. on this intimate spiritual journey with all of our senses. Mm -hmm. We were given this sacred vessel, our earth suit in this lifetime, and our bodies were literally made for ecstasy. So why would we not want to take advantage of that? And this is really why we dance and do embodied spiritual practice in our community and our Sovereign Sisters Rising 7 Month Initiation. So we can truly feel our full life force and our Shakti energies pulsing through us all the way down to each of our cells and into our bones. So that we can come alive and be fully lit up and willing to show it. Because as Clarissa Pinkola Estes shared, struggling souls catch light from other souls who are fully lit and willing to show it. This is awesome. what Sparkling Shamelessly is all about, so that we can serve the greater good in the next seven generations. And ecstasy and moving towards our aliveness can help us get there. And this is such a centerpiece of Tatiana's work, which is why I'm thrilled that she's here with us today. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-mm. I, I just loved every single word that you said. I so felt it all mm. over my body.
0: Mm. I'd love to hear that. I hope all of our sisters are feeling it right now.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, let's <get> pulsing. <laughs> and it's like a perfect it's the perfect timing as well because I feel like right now with everything that's happening like astrologically, and, co- and cosmically, you yeah. feel like that's really what's calling in right now during this Cancer season. Well, Mercury's in retrograde in Leo, like that makes sense, right? Of like what makes you come alive. And I in the last like two weeks, I've been kind of exploring that myself.
2: Mm. I've
1: been taking out like books uh, from Danielle Laporte, The Desire Map, um, her Firestarter book, just kind of like revisiting and looking at it, and just like okay, what what do I want to bring um, into my life right now? What's calling for me? Because I want something different, and I want to be able to do something that makes me come alive. I love that feeling, and so one of the things that I did. Um, last weekend was I signed up for dance classes yeah. mm-hmm. and I wanted um, I wanted to sign up to something that because I know a lot of um, different Latin styles I know a lot because my, my parents were great dancers so I brag that I'm an amazing dancer and I know how to dance a lot of different um, dance styles and so I wanted to look at like you know I've always wanted to learn flamenco And that is one, like, dance style that obviously I don't know how to do because my, you know, my parents are not Spaniards. And that's a a Spaniard-based, you know, dance. And I I said, I'm signing up. I'm going to learn flamenco. And I remember being so happy being there. (laughs) I've never been so happy taking, like, a class. (laughs) I, I, like, there was, like, an innocence, you know, in me of, like, yes, I want to become a flamenco dancer. And it was just, like, so amazing. And I remember the teacher... Saying, oh you stumped the floor really hard and I was just like I have a lot of like either anger or passion in me and she was like you're really good and I'm like yes
0: <laughs> amazing I've always loved flamenco for that reason too being that passionate fiery you know oh yeah it, it is it just
1: felt, oh like I just felt so alive I remember leaving class and I was just like Oh, my God, I can't wait to, like, do more. I'm so excited. Like, it was so fun. It was so fun because I was kind of exploring myself of, like, the things that made me come alive before don't anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always constantly changing. Yeah. So, like, I I felt like I was still kind of, like, doing the things that, that made me come alive before, but now it's, like, not working out for me. And I'm, like, kind of looking, you know? And even... Even things in the bedroom, you know, like the things that I liked before, kind of don't light me up anymore. So it's like kind of like exploring what gives me pleasure. Like what? Like I'm gonna have to dive deep and see, like, what is it that that I I like now? Because things are moving fast and I'm changing.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're. All, I mean, we're always changing constantly. Change is that only you know constant in life, really. And this um, idea you know, that I deeply believe in that we are co-creating our lives as a great masterpiece for the good of all. And so taking that time, like Mercury Retrograde that you mentioned, that's such a great time for introspection and really looking at what is no longer serving me. Can I, you know, how can I get release that to call in what is aligned with me now with my new vibration with my new frequency with how I'm walking in the world at this time you know and so I really honor that you're in that investigation and you know living into that because you know knowing how we want to feel and doing those simple things each day that help us to do that completely transforms the energy of our life and transforms how we're able to show up. In life and how we're able to walk our talk and live into why we're really here and to remember why we're here and so mm-hmm. I love that and that kind of ties into one of the first questions I had you know in terms of your own revolutionary journey and what led you into your sexuality and Tantra work with women obviously it brings you alive but what else you know <laughs> what, what really led you to this place
1: um there was um i i mean i had to I had to go through a lot um a lot of healing and breaking free from shame mm-hmm. and it's so interesting because yesterday I was looking at a I was looking at a picture and just like remembering like what I was feeling in that point of my life, and I'm mm-hmm. like i that person there never knew about this person here like that that she can have that, that this is available all this ecstasy deeper intimacy connection power because there's a lot of power here um pleasure and and just like living your life purpose completely different person and it's just so interesting how back then i never knew that all this was available and so during my journey i i had to do so much searching, mm-hmm. finding myself before I even started the sexual empowerment and healing of my trauma because I was completely lost and devastated when I broke up with my, one of my ex-fiancés. This was like 12 years ago. And I had been in a relationship with him for nine years and I was always in a relationship. And when we, you know, broke up, I was just like, I didn't, Like, didn't, it was just so weird. Like, I didn't know how to, like, live. Like, who am I? Like, that's how codependent and in it that I was with him. And I had to do a lot of um, searching for, like, loving myself. I had a lot of friends and sisters that were just like, okay, now is the perfect time to, like, love yourself. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I don't know what that means. Because I had no idea that that was such a thing and, and this may sound silly for some, but for me, it was a very painful journey because I'm like, I don't know how to love myself. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that feels like. I I felt like I had a hole in my body, like right here in my heart center. I felt like I had a hole and there was something that I wanted to fill. I wanted to fill that void because I felt so heartbroken and, and like, so much loss and of course I'm going to carry resentment because you know I was pissed off (laughs) that he broke up with me even though I knew that I had to like my soul like just everything everything was in alignment I was getting so many signs that needed to leave this relationship but my ego was stuck and like oh I'm abandoned you know like I can't believe this happened to me so I was very much in victim mode and that left me with a with a deep hole in my in my heart and I'm saying heart right now because we'll get to the bottom chakras. <laughs> so I did a lot of exploration of different modalities to like love myself. I did plant medicine. I was always in sister circles and I was that one that was like, I'm here. I'm here to love myself. I don't know what that is, but maybe you guys can like show me. And I would like listen to like everyone like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh, oh. Because I felt like I was in beginners. <laughs> a beginner like spiritual girl. Um, and... And then, um, and then it was beautiful. I did a lot of, like, heart healing stuff. I went to a lot of energy workers. But then I knew that there was still a disconnect mm-hmm. because I still didn't – there was something in me that did want to come alive. Like, I knew that I came alive in my acting. That I always knew. I had been an actor for many years. And, you know, taking class or doing films or being on stage – I, I can't even describe. To this day, I don't even think there's anything else that gives me that feeling of coming alive on stage. Like there's just no feeling like that. Like I have not experienced. Maybe once when I was like in front of like 200 people, <laughs> that my, my whole body, I felt this energy, like this fire all over my body. But the feeling that I got from acting was separate from my whole life, which is so interesting because. Um. I, I had such a deep emotional range in my acting, and I was just so good in it. But then outside of my world, I was anxious. I had a lot of nervous energy. Uh, P- I had PTSD, trauma. Like, I was a completely different person. But then, you know, on stage or on film, I embody these characters really well. And, and I always knew that, wait, how can I bring that into my life? Like, I just didn't know how to bring that. Mm-hmm. There was a disconnect of like, I don't have that in my life. And that's why, probably why my relationship didn't go well, because I wasn't being deep or intimate in my relationship or even communicating, but yet on a scene with a lover, <laughs> I'm like all in. So I knew that there was some kind of disconnect and, and I was finding, how can I come alive that is separate from like the work that I do? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of, like, discovering that. And one of the things that I um, I felt that, that, that made me, like, go there was dancing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, dancing. Like, whoa, this. And I remember that when I was um, doing all this, like, energy work and stuff, I knew that I needed to connect to the feminine because everything that I was studying and diving deep into was just very all about the, ma- the divine masculine, mm-hmm. Shiva, Jesus, Krishna, like all these like male gods. And I'm like, what about the mother? Like there's such a disconnect to the mother. And how come nobody talks about sex or sensuality? Like, what is it? Like, what's wrong about that? And so that was me like uncovering, right? And, and then I remember, um, I remember that I had one moment. Um, I, I actually came very depressed. Um, from Africa when I came back I, there's something about me being in Africa for a couple of weeks like helping the children that when I came back I went I crashed I, I was just like down for for like a couple of weeks and I remember that I went out with a friend to like an Afro-Peruvian thing and I remember I was so excited I was like wow this is really good this is my in because I'm half Peruvian this is like my indigenous you know I'm connecting to that part of me And then I remember he was like, you know what? Because it finished. he's like, you know what? Let's go to the park. They do. There's a drum circle every Friday. And, you know, I'm sure you're going to love it. And that was the first day when I went there. All of a sudden, I I was lit up. There were so many people. This was like at night in Union Square. Beautiful, like a beautiful drum circle. All these people like playing all different kinds of like, instruments from different countries colombia peru and all that and so i'm like depressed and i i'm like Ugh. and then i get to the to the place and i got so lit up mm. that i started dancing from my spirit mm. i never danced these cultural like i just intuitively knew yeah. how to dance all these movements to this day like that's why i know how to dance afro-cuban afro-puerto rican afro like I never went to dance class for that. It was something came through that day. And then I went every Friday and then I started going every Sunday to central park to the African drum circle. And then the Cuban drum circle. And that what that used to be my weekly, I used to call it Shakti church because when I was there, that's what I call a hundred percent ecstatic devotion. Mm -hmm. Like these Cubans, like chanting, um, Chanting to Yemaya, Oshun, Elegwa, all these like Afro um, Cuban, like the Afro, you know, the Afro, um, you know, the Sephora traditional um, religion, you know, um, of all the chanting to all these goddesses. And I just felt it with every, it would light me up so much that they used to throw beer and water at me because I was like taken by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it was and it was like my place. I didn't even invite people. Like I didn't invite my friends. I never wanted to go with my friends. I always wanted to go by myself. Um and it's a little it's very wild energy by the way because it's mostly dominated by men. Yeah. And then all and also in that place which it was so ecstatic and, and devotional for me because I felt so much shakti. I felt so lit up and so like connected to the root. And I remember like that. I remember um, that that was the same place that I learned how to have boundaries and how to yes. feel empowered yes. because it was just men and they wouldn't let you dance, you know, like they wouldn't dance in the middle cause they all like, you know, get together and they chant and they drum. And I got, I became like, like, you know, the goddess of the circle that they would open up for me
2: Mm.
1: because they don't let anyone dance. They don't, you know, like they're just, but because they knew that they used to call me Oshun because they knew that I had like this energy and I, and and I danced and I like let go that they were like, okay, I'm going to let her. And that took years to find empowerment because the first like year it was hard you know, to be with these men that are aggressive. Like my my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, was like, because I took him once, he's like, oh my God, that's like, like I'm scared for you. I don't know if I, I, like, I don't, I don't feel like safe that you're safe, but I just used, I that was my thing. I used to go and I didn't care, you know? I found empowerment and I found, and that's that's how like I learned how to have boundaries of like, no, you don't touch me, you know? And that was part of my whole journey of then getting into like healing with, you know, when I started incorporating Tantra. So at the same time that I started like diving deep into those African traditions and stuff, that's when I found my teacher later on because I felt shut down in my body. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, one day I woke up and my heart and my pussy like just like shut down and I'm like, whoa, something's going on. And I never really thought about that I needed to heal my, my trauma from the past. I just never thought of the past because I always move forward. And then I'm like, I got to go in the past? Like, that's crazy. And then I found her. And then that's when I started, like, getting into Tantra. And I just, like, loved it because I saw, I saw how my life transformed with just, um, with just, like, that one week that I was with her. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is what I want to teach out in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what... Because I remember I was very confused about my vision because I wanted to transition from being an actor to... I wanted something more meaningful and I wanted to help women. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know how to do it. So then when I went to go see her, I knew that, one, I was going to heal myself, but, two, this was also the work that I wanted to, like, bring back to New York City and, like, teach women. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, like, how I dove I deep into Tantra. But I've been studying Tantra for years before that and sacred sexuality and, and like kind of like doing it on my own with my partner. And, um, and that's kind of like how I, yeah, I just like fell in love with it,
2: Mm.
1: fell in love with it. And, and just like little by little of like how I was changing and like feeling this energy in my body and just getting activated and ignited. And it's just, it's just like, I don't see myself, you know, going back to like where I used to be. (laughs) Because yeah, why? why would you go back there? Yeah, and it just amazes me sometimes because yeah. I think you know, like, I like I see women and I'm like, trust me, I know you're gonna transform. I like, like you just have to trust that it's gonna happen for you. You have to do the work though.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I, I actually, I did work a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm a hard worker, <laughs> well, and I, I put it in. I yeah. put in my hours. I, I did a lot and. And honestly, I did my, I did the breath work, the tantric breath works and the mantras. I used to do it every single day for five years. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: thank you for saying that, especially because that is such an essential part of the spiritual journey in general. You know, we must practice. We must gather. We must practice. It must be you know, it must be devotion. It is devotion to this. You know, if we want to come alive, if we want to be in our full power, if we want to sparkle shamelessly, if we want to be in our fullness, it does take practice and it does take that consistent devotion. And, you know, one of the reasons that I love gathering women in sisterhood circles is because it helps us to remember who we are, but also to practice, to stay the path. When things get difficult, we can lean in. And I just so appreciate everything else you shared too, because we also dance in Sister Hive and in all the work I do, I'm a Koya movement teacher and being able to access those embodied practices, you know, whether it's dance or, you know, moving prayer or whatever it, walking meditation, whatever it might be that really resonates for you, being able to find those things that truly light us up and to continuously do them and to show up for them because showing up for them is showing up for ourselves and showing up for ourselves is showing up for the world you know because it's allowing us to become more of who we are and who we're meant to be and so I just want to honor you for following that call and for continuing to step in and for continuing to say yes even when your partner was like I'm scared for you you know (laughs) to to really go where you were being called even though it might have seemed really random to somebody else To to keep going there and show up and find the medicine that was there for you, which you did.
1: That's exactly what it was. It was medicine for me. And I did take a few friends of mine, and I didn't take them back again. Because they would go and judge and like, oh, like, this is crazy. And I'm just like, I can't, like, you can't come then. Like, I can't. Because this is my, this is my sacred time. This is mine, you know? And this is, I felt so much medicine. I didn't care that there were... I didn't care that there was smoking pot and drinking and, and, you know, and sometimes it would be disrespectful and you had to be really like strong, like, no, you know? Um, but it was, it was exactly what you said. It was medicine. It was devotion. It was a prayer. And that was my way every Sunday to like pray to the goddess. Like I'm here I'm here to let go. I'm here to surrender to you, you know? And it was just such a beautiful, a beautiful experience. I did that for nine years. Wow. I stopped last year. Um, you know, cause I had my dark night of the soul. I got married and I just felt like nine is a completion.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, yeah, so I don't go anymore. I do think about them though. I thought about them yesterday cause it was Sunday. <laughs> um, Amazing. And I and you know I miss them but I just feel like now I'm in a there's something else now. Now I have to like discover like what what else can make me come alive in a in a different way.
0: Yeah? Agreed.
1: Mhm. And I like what you said about like working on ourselves because that really is devotion to yourself. Yeah. I always tell my clients that they should always have like a daily sacred ritual for yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, more than 10 minutes. I used, you know, like I used to do 30 minutes to an hour. I know that a lot of people don't have that, that much time. Um, But it's, it's always been um, so good for me to like wake up and just connect to myself and to something else.
2: Yeah.
1: And what, and whatever they call it, whatever your seed is or your intention is, right. Because, you know, maybe it's a monthly intention or whatever of like, setting that intention what what you're calling in for you know for the month or whatever and then doing these practices the breath work these you know the meditation the mantras and even dancing you know cuz i incorporate in my ritual dancing self pleasure
2: yeah
1: i do like you know i i do sacred masturbation you know like all that these are all practices they're all sacred mm-hmm. even if it's sexual it's all sacred it's all spiritual yeah. and and yeah and this is like you know something that um that I teach my, my clients. Cause it's so, it's so important to, to connect. And I know that whenever I don't do that in the morning, my day is different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the devotion that's showing up and showing up each day and feeding ourselves first and feeding the feminine first in a way that we are deeply nourished so that we can move in the world to nourish others with why Mm we're here and so i really i love that you shared that and you know actually in sister hive this month our sacred practice is what i like to call orgasmic prayer so we're also using and tapping into those energies in a very potent way and that sort of leads me to the next question i'd love to ask you because for me, our spirituality and our creativity and our sexuality are all intimately tied together, especially since sexual energy is nature's ultimate creative force and it connects us to something bigger than ourselves. So I would love to know how you see these energies dancing together in our lives.
1: So for me, I, I feel like everything is sexual energy. Everything is life force. We all carry this life force inside of us. And I know that for many, they don't feel like they feel it because they've been, um, their light has been dimmed. Mm. Um, they've been shut down because of their life experience or whatever. But I, everything, this, everything in this world around us, like carries energy. Every, like for me, everything is making love to one another. where where everything is like like sex and why wouldn't that be spiritual if we're having this human experience here and even talking like my tongue is a lingam my mouth is a yoni right where constantly everything's making love to each other you see you see the earth right the water the womb you know you see the mountains like everything is a representation of the divine masculine and the divine feminine and for me um because because i study tantra and everything the whole point of 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 activating and awakening this energy is so that both those energies of divine masculine and feminine come together so that we can create that inner marriage within us and then we can feel whole because it's not about just like all becoming more feminine no it's about also we need to stay grounded in our also in our masculine and, and knowing the difference of what it means, what that means, the divine masculine, the divine, because there's so many things out there. It's just, it could be confusing. Let us not forget that not not all the things patriarchal or not all the things, you know, whatever, are going to um, signify that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? So, um, I think, yeah, I think it all comes to play, like the, the sacral chakra, sexual energy, all that comes to play with creativity, our life forces. We're all, we're all creative, creative beings. And how do you activate the sexual energy and harness that energy so that you can create the life that you want, so that you can manifest your desires, You know, I have a lot of people who are, like, scared to, like, activate their sexual energy because they're like, oh, I'm already too sexual. And I'm like, yeah, okay, it's fine that, you know, I know you're trying to protect yourself and whatever. But that's not the same thing, though, of feeling so much erotic energy that you don't know how to handle yourself. No, you have to learn how to harness it so that you're not constantly leaking. Yes, You need to have boundaries with everything. Boundaries with everyone, (laughs) you know, your mom, your dad, your lover, boundaries that you're not leaking energy and you'll notice how you're leaking because you're always getting sick. You start noticing it in your life. What's not in alignment for some, they're not strong in their solar plexus. Like they're not strong in their core. Like you could tell when someone's like dumping, you know. Mm-hmm. by their posture of like how they're dumping energy. It's like how do you stand and in alignment in your body. That's why it's so important to get into embodiment practices and in your body because your body's gonna signify like where you're carrying energy. Yeah. So so yeah, we're all walking life force energies, children to to senior citizens, you know, we all is not just what we perceive as sexy on Instagram. Oh, wow, she's so sexy. No, we all carry life force energy, and we need to like tap into that and to like realize and break down those beliefs that we have that no, this is what's sexy. No, this is what sexual energy looks like. Like, no, everything is life force energy, and we need to protect it. Because there's also bad energies out there that are harvesting this energy.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, we really like to refer to that as energetic sovereignty. We work with that a lot in Sovereign Sisters Rising. And really knowing that and being able to discern that and to be able to move with that in a skillful way in the world. Because, yeah, I mean, it's it, there is... There is a lot of uh, leakage that can happen, power leaks that can happen. And our body is such a portal to our power, but it also is a portal to us losing power if we're not very mindful and we're not really working with it in a very conscious way. So... I really honor and appreciate that. Yes. And I'd love to ask you, um, you know, why do you believe that sexual empowerment is so crucial, especially for the rising of the new feminine paradigm of leadership that is upon us?
1: Yes, So I believe sexual liberators are going to be the ones to heal the world. That's like my, (laughs) I really do. I, 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 I just, we, we need to connect to something that's so natural to us our sexuality. And I believe that women are going to be the ones who are going to go on the forefront because, you know, I feel like men are taking a little longer to realize because of the conditioning and programming, you know? So women in leadership, that's why I always say, if you're in leadership, you have to connect to your sexual power you can't just be operating from your masculine, or not even just the masculine, but just like maybe the woo-woo feminine stuff, but not like the root. You know, I see I see that a lot with a lot of leaders and mentors and that that they're just focused on that of not really connecting to this power. But you're gonna see more things flourish in your life, and not just in your life, but like trickle down to like, you know, everywhere else. Yeah. Of like, it's amazing to see go to an event and you see a woman who's so tapped in so much Shakti, <clears throat> that you could be talking to someone and then when she walks in, you feel her energy and you turn around and you're like, whoa. Yeah. You felt her power. Yeah. And those are the women, I got chills, and those are the women that are going to get witch hunted. Those are the women that trigger others. Whoever's watching this, you may get triggered by women's, like female sexuality. That's power. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with eroticism. Like in my, in my lineage, we worship that energy. We worship the orgasm, the pleasure. It's like, because that is God to us. That is our connection to the goddess. And, and sometimes, um, you know, like tantric priests will say, give your orgasm to, to Kali, to the goddess, you know, she loves like, the, you know, so like when you're giving yourself pleasure of like giving the orgasm to the gods. They believe that in Egypt, they believe that, you know, in ancient civilizations in Sumerians and Babylonians, that this was power. Yeah. But then when all this, you know, religion and all these like dramatic patriarchy society, blah, 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 whatever, <laughs> came into play, they said, look, this is too much. We Everyone can't be powerful. Can you imagine if every single person was powerful? They can't control us. So that's how it all started. And so I really, I really believe that right now there's an awakening of the feminine. It's, it started and we're going deeper and deeper. And now more than ever, I see more people becoming sex coaches, more like tapping into like the sexuality, right? The femininity. When I first started, I, I didn't know any other sex coaches, (laughs) you know? And now there's like people doing trainings and like, sexual embodiment like there's a whole bunch of different different titles and words (laughs) um but yeah it's um we're we're in a different place right now we're all like rising and i don't believe that it's about going back to the ancient times because there were some problems back then as well i'm just saying that we are creating new consciousness yeah that we haven't even seen that we have no concept of what that looks like because it's the feminine
2: yeah
1: and that's coming back but it's not the ancient times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A little bit, we're, we're bringing back those ancient times and bringing that, that sense of remembrance that we're right. all priestesses. Right. But it's, it's a whole new consciousness that we don't even have a concept right. about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I'm actually going on pilgrimage to Egypt in September. And one of the reasons I've been called there is to awaken ancient codes of alchemy, but also of sex magic. And that's just coming in really strongly right now for me in particular. And so I'm following that call and, you know, (sighs) the conversation of authentic power and wisdom and love, which is very much, you know, the realm that I dance in and move with that you know any way that we can access our power and our truth and our purpose and why we're here any way that we can remember who we are any way that we can tap into that life-giving generative energy that is going to truly help heal the planet and help us heal ourselves and help us whole come into that whole self that wholeness and you know just as the merging of the masculine and feminine as you said it's you know it's not about gender it's not about sexuality it's not about any of that it's about healing and holding ourselves so that we can be in our fullness so we can stand in that truth so we can be in our full power and we can bring our deep gifts and medicine to the world for all those who need us most for this crisis point that we're at on our planet you know, this planetary emergency that you could really call it that we're in and being able to show up to help turn the tides, being able to help raise the consciousness to awaken, to truly catalyze the transformation that is needed now on the personal and the collective level. So just deep honoring to you, sister, for the work that you're doing to help participate in that and you know, the medicine that you are bringing forward at this time and how it is needed in every, each and every form. So just honoring all those who are hearing the call, stepping up and helping us to remember who we are, why we're here, and what matters most. And of course, what makes us
1: come alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so like, after this, like, yes, what else am I gonna like do next? <laughs>
0: thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today sister and truly may we continue to walk in ecstatic devotion to what really lights Mm -hmm. up
1: i love that walk into ecstatic devotion i'm gonna think about that all right yes (laughs) so honored thank you so much for having me
0: thanks so much for joining us for the show today beloved If you'd like to hear more from our guest today, join us in Sister Hive to receive a masterclass from her. Additionally, you can find her at tatianadelepiani.com. Trillions of years of evolution and revolution led to you. It's time to remember who you truly are and why you're here at this most powerful time in human history. It's time to allow your full spiritual magnificence and the raw truth of who you are to come forth. It's time to be lit up and turned on and blazing true because the world needs your unique soul sparkle now more than ever. So remember, someone out there needs you. Are you willing to finally come out of hiding and live your life so that they can find you? I'll leave you with that question for now, beloved, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. If you enjoyed the show today, please share it with your beloveds and come on over to laneylovedalby.com where you'll receive a free soul sparkle starter kit. So you can begin your own journey to ignite your revolutionary potential today.